For your edification and for your understanding, I do believe this is one of the most important videos that I've ever done. And I know I say that a lot, but when God gives me insight and revelation, it's very important. It's, it, it's very, very important for you. And this is going to be a good one for you. The idea of prophecy versus salvation. I believe that a lot of people get hung up on these two, two things and they don't understand that they are two different things. Obviously, prophecy is also salvation in a way because prophecy is foretelling. And we do know salvation is coming. It's coming in the future. It's a destiny that's to come. But prophecy mostly pertains to things here on earth, while salvation pertains to heaven. And you've never heard it explained like this, but I hope you can get it this time. Prophecy is the future and mostly pertains to things happening here on earth. Just like at one point, um, you know, going into slavery on slave ships, Deuteronomy 28 and 68, that was a prophecy. Uh, Moses told them all these curses that was going to come upon them. That was a prophecy at one point, but now that's history, right? Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. I hope y'all get this because this is probably going to be one of the most important videos you've ever listened to on understanding the Bible as far as for these last days. So let's get into it. Um, since I learned that we are the Israelites and got the full understanding of from the Lord, I've often been asked the question, what does that mean for the rest of the world? And also, what does that mean for us, the Israelites? Like, what is the reason that we need to know this and how does that help us? After all, it was our ancestors along with us, come on somebody, along with us who have been in slavery or in a servitude position for 400 years. Do you mean to tell me that? Now that everyone gets to share in the riches and the glory of the kingdom when they didn't have to suffer none of the curses that we suffered. I'm going into this because as explained, I've had these questions from a lot of people before. And they're saying to me that we went through all this and now you're telling me that everyone gets to get the same riches and glory as us. I want you to understand that there's a difference between prophecy and salvation. And I hope to prove that by the time I'm done with this, I'm going to first go into salvation. Matthew 20, 1 through 16. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out into the early morning to hire workers in his vineyard. He agreed to play them one dinars for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About nine in the morning, he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. And he told them, you also go work in my vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about noon and about in and, and three in the afternoon and did the same thing. About five in the afternoon, he went out and still found others standing around doing nothing. I'm preaching to somebody right now. And he asked them, why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? They said to him, because no one has hired us, They uh, is what they answered. No one has told us God's laws and commandments and statutes. No one has brought the law to us. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. How would we know to go do the good work if no one ain't told me about it, Lord? We've been standing out here all day doing nothing. Listen to this. He said to them, you also go and work in my vineyard. Only Israelites can go work in my vineyard. Only those chosen can go work. Y'all don't hear what he said. He said, you also go work in my vineyard. No, you also go. But when evening came, the owner of the vineyard said and told his foreman, call all the workers together so we can pay them their wages. I hope y'all follow in the story. Beginning with the last ones hired and going on into the first. Wait a minute, Lord. <laughs> So you finna, you brought them in last day, worked less than me, and you're going to pay them first, right? Come on, this, this sounds crazy, right? Wait a minute. 
We suffer more than they have. <laughs> We've been here since day one. <laughs> I've been in the truth. <laughs> you, hear you hear what I'm saying? I've been in the truth. You just got in the truth. <laughs> These fools crazy, right? Listen to this. You chose us above all nations, right? He said we'd be chosen above all nations. Now they getting paid first, right? Ain't this crazy? You said they was compared to spit compared to us. Now they getting paid first, right? Oh, listen to this. Listen to this. Because y'all got to keep going. I got to keep going. The workers who were hired about five in the afternoon came and received a dinars. So when those who came who were hired first, they expected they was going to receive a little bit more. I thought you were going to put a little bit extra on it, Lord. Right? When we got up there, I thought you were going to put a little 400 years of slavery, right? I thought you were going to put a little bit extra on it. But each one of them also received the dinars. When they received the dinars, they began to grumble against the landowner. Those who were hired last worked only one hour, they said. And you have made them equal to us who bore the burden of the work in the heat of the day. I hope y'all listen because I'm going into prophecy versus salvation. This is salvation, not prophecy. Listen, this is the attitude that most Hebrew Israelite camps have. The attitudes of those who discover who we are in our identity is sour. It's bitter. You remember those kids on the playground who didn't want to share their toys? Those kids' houses you would go to, they didn't want to share with you. They was bitter. They was, uh -uh, not, it's all mine. It's mine. I'm not giving it up. They wanted it all to themselves. But listen to what the Lord said. He answered them. I am not, am I not being fair to you, friend? Didn't you agree to work for a dinar? So you agreed. <laughs> this is what you agreed to have, right? <laughs> so take your pay and go. I, look, look what the Lord said. I want to give the one who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want to do with my own money? Y'all don't understand God. <laughs> God got enough money. I, I, I can stop and praise him right there that he got enough for us all. But y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. Or are you envious because I am merciful? Isn't it God who hardened the hearts of Pharaoh's? Isn't it God who allowed the devil to test Job? To Look, they even killed his kids, right? Y'all don't understand. Took all he had. Isn't it God who told our ancestors that if they did not obey his commands, that all these curses shall come upon you? Deuteronomy 10, 14. Behold, the, the Lord your God belong heaven and the highest heaven, the earth and all that is in, that is in it is the Lord. Everything is orchestrated by the Lord. Even when it appears that the devil is in control, he is not. Prophecy versus salvation. I hope y'all are still with me on this one because it is about to get good. The parable of the workers in the vineyard that I just read to you guys is about salvation. Salvation is eternal life. Salvation is not prophecy. Salvation is our lifeline. It's preservation. It's conservation. I hope you hear me here. John 5 and 24. Truly, truly, I say unto you, he who hears my word and he who believes in him who sent me has eternal life. Salvation is eternal life and does not come to judgment, but has passed out of death into life. Hear me. Everyone will die. Many have died already. So I'm going to have eternal life if I'm going to die. God is talking once you pass out of this life into the next life, there's a second death. But if you have salvation, been saved by Christ, by his blood, the second death you will, you will, pa will pass over you too and you will have eternal life. So what happens to us after death, this is what the parable of the vineyard is referring to. Not the prophetic riches and glory that you will see in this world, but the workers in the vineyard, the parable, the example is what is to happen to us 
after death, meaning all peoples of the entire world, of the entire earth, have the opportunity to live forever, to get their dinars, to get their coin of salvation, their coin of eternal life. I'm preaching right now, but I'm telling y'all, y'all don't hear me. Prophecy, which is foretelling the future, which is destiny, which is absolute, a 100% guarantee that this will happen. Prophecy is like, just like I said to y'all earlier, just like history of the Bible is reserved only to the bloodline. Israelites. All of the history in the Bible is for who? It's for the Israelites. The bloodline Israelites, the inheritance of Israel. I hope y'all hear me. See, this is why you have to know who the people are to really understand the history, to understand the future and what is to come. So we're not talking about those Gentiles who cleave to become Israelites, not those Gentiles who are spiritually Israelites. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Talking about the restoration the, uh, of the actual bloodline Israelites. They will enjoy the blessings and receive the inheritance here on earth, having our fortunes restored before our very eyes. Zephaniah 19, which is one of my favorite Bible verses. At that time, I will deal with all who oppress you, I will rescue the lame. I will gather the, ex the exiles. We got, <laughs> wait a minute. If they in the land right now, what they need to be gathered for? They ain't exiled. Y'all said they can go back home. So what they need to be gathered for in the last days again? <laughs> in 1948, America and Britain and France supposedly put the actual Jews back home. So what they need to be gathered for? Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. I will give them praise and honor in every land where they have suffered. Well, who, who done suffered in every land? They ain't suffered in every land, right? Who suffered in every single land? Every land. They've been scattered to every land. Not some, not Germany. Every land. Germany included, right? That's only us. At that time, I will gather you. At that time, I will bring you home. I will give you honor and praise among all the peoples on the earth when I restore the fortunes before your very eyes, saith the Lord. Is this going to happen to the whole world? No, it makes no sense for this to happen to the whole world. Has the whole world been in captivity? Is the whole world in a servitude position right now? And has the whole world been that way for 400 years? No. Is the whole world right now in need of restoration? As that scripture said, I'm going to restore unto you your fortunes. Does the whole world need their fortunes restored unto them? No. Does the whole world need their land ownership before restored onto them? Their water rights restored onto them? Their air rights restored onto them? Their military nuclear might? Come on, somebody. Their military power restored onto them, right? There's only one people this needs to happen to. I can think of several peoples who, who already have fortunes, who don't need this. Several nations who don't need this scripture. So this scripture cannot be applied to the whole world, but only to the bloodline Israelites who are currently living under the curse prophecy versus salvation so i hope y'all following along because the biggest confusion that i know for an absolute fact that we have amongst peoples definitely the biggest confusion amongst these hebrew israelite camps and those who know who we are that are the understanding that know that we're israelites definitely a big confusion amongst white people those who believe those and living in israel today are the actual Israelite. The biggest confusion comes with prophecy versus salvation. Either they're mixed together or they have the wrong prophecy. Oh yeah, 1948, that goes along with what? <laughs> so, the, so the Americans, right? <laughs> of the Britons, the Frenchmen, y'all believe that was a 1948 prophecy of the nations bringing them back? Y'all are crazy. Y'all are insane, right? Uh, I ain't even gonna get into that. We, we get into that some other time. So salvation is eternal life. Not only that, if that was the nations, they don't fit no of the none of the curses, none of them, not not one curse do they fit. So and, and never have fit any of them. 
They have never, none of the curses have ever pertained to them. So it would be, it's just ridiculous to believe that in these last days, in 2021 now, when you have the internet, when you can read the Bible for yourself. So just read the Bible for yourself. Look at the curses. Stop crying. Okay, these fit only one people. Okay, let's understand the world. Let's see how it goes, right? So salvation is eternal life, which is available to the entire world. But prophecy is only reserved for those who are the bloodline Israelites. And, and if you can see, like I said, if you can see this, you will be less confused in these last days. That's why people, that's why so many of your pastors are so confused. That's why so many of your preachers who even try to preach this end time preaching and talk about these last day preaching. When I listen to many of them, I, I've been listening to, um, I think it's Jimmy, um, Jimmy, not Jimmy Evans. One of them, I think it might be Jimmy Evans and another one, Thorne. I, I, I've checked out a, front, a couple of these end time preachers. And they just, like I said, their prophecies and the things they're talking about is so off because they don't know who the people are and it don't even make sense, right? Put that 1948 in there. Like, so America, just they could just make up a date for y'all and say, yeah, yeah, 1948 and y'all just going to believe them, right? Not nothing in the Bible to prove it, but y'all going to believe them, right? That's okay. Nation rising against nation and kingdom against kingdom. So see, once you know who the real Israelites are, you can really determine on what really is going on in the world. You can determine the day at a time, but you can definitely determine what's happening when you see the nations rising in nation king. Because otherwise, why is that happening? If the real Israelites are there, we should all be at peace. But why is nation rising against nation right now, right? This is why, like I said, many of people are confused right now, not really getting no real true understanding. But let me give you all a few more scriptures to maybe give you a little bit more uh, understanding of this. Joel 3 and 1. In those days, and at that time, when I restore the fortunes of Judah and Jerusalem, I will gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. There I will put them on trial for what they did to my inheritance Israel, meaning my bloodline Israel. Not those who are spiritually Israel, not those who are grafted into Israel, but those who are literally of the bloodline of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? Come on, somebody, I'm preaching right now. So, because they scattered my people, among the nations, among some nations. They scattered my people only in Germany. No, they scattered my people among all the nations and divided up my land. They cast lots for my people and traded boys for a prostitute and they sold girls for wine. Who has that happened to? Are you stupid? Who has that happened to? Right? They cast lots for my people. Right? <laughs> what does that mean? Right? They bought my people. Right? That's only happened to one people. Stop it. Trading them off at an auction block. That's only happened to one people. They traded girls for wine. That only happened to one people. Sold girls for wine. That's only happened to one people. That's only happened to us. I'm talking about over the, under the whole heavens. That's only happened to us. Right? So this prophecy is about the end times. World War III. So God will restore the fortunes of Judah and Jerusalem. As mentioned, those who say they are Jews haven't had their fortunes. Or haven't they already had their fortunes restored? Why would God need the nations to all fight together to have a World War III to restore on the people to a people who already own everything? They own CNN. They own Fox News. They own the entertainment media, the farming industry, the social media. Why would the whole world need to fight in order to restore what they already have? That doesn't make any sense. I hope y'all hear this. Y'all need to understand these last days. This is why y'all so stupid. This is why y'all can't understand. Because y'all think they the real people and it doesn't even make any sense that's why the prophecy seems so jumbo mumbo because like oh what's gonna happen the third temple and all this craziness you talking about no they can't be it it doesn't it doesn't even fit it doesn't fit up it makes zero sense 
It's because they are not who we believe they are. We are the Israelites. We are in the servitude position right now on every single continent which we were scattered there on slave ships. Deuteronomy 28 and 68, since I have to read it because somebody probably had never read it before. The Lord will send you back into Egypt. Egypt means slavery or the house of bondage. On a journey, I said you should never make again. Therefore, you will over there you will offer yourselves. Or the King James Version says over there, you will be sold as female and male servants or female and male slave, but no one will buy you or no one will redeem you, meaning no man will redeem you, right? Only Christ will redeem you. Christ ain't a man. God ain't a man <laughs> that he should lie, right? Come on, somebody. So only God will redeem us. So just like the scripture said, who today in these last days is currently right now living in the house of bondage that they came to or that their ancestors came to on ships okay this isn't hard i'm i'm trying to go slow i'm trying to not have as much passion as y'all normally see me having because i just want y'all to really learn on this one because this is too easy that a second grader a first grader a third grader could understand this it's only one people like this on the whole planet deuteronomy 28 64 then the lord will scatter you amongst all nations some nations Noah said, then the Lord will scatter you amongst all nations from one end of the earth to the other. There we go again. From one end of the earth to the other. The earth. So does God not know where, the, where one end of the earth to the other is? So, okay, so that means in Australia. That means in, in, China, in China. That means in Japan. That means in Europe. That means in South America. That means in North America. That's only happened to one people on the planet. That's why the Bible said that uh, what's going to happen to you will never happen ever again. It said it'll be uh, under the whole heavens. That way nobody can lie and say it was them. It's only you, right? Let's continue. So we are the only people. Hopefully that settles this for you guys. I hope I don't have to keep going into the scripture after scripture. There's literally about 50 scriptures. I kid you not about us being scattered. We just didn't know how to read the Bible in the eyes of that it's us. So when you think somebody been scattered, you so crazy, you think, well, man, I guess they were scattered all night, which they weren't. We're the only people that's been scattered, and we're currently in those prison right now. Back to Joel 3 and 2. I will gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. There I will put them on trial for what they did to my inheritance, my people Israel. So my bloodline Israel. This verse explains my bloodline Israel. I want y'all to see that prophecy is about the bloodline Israelites. Salvation is about the world. Mm -mm -mm. I'm preaching tonight, but y'all don't hear me. So all nations will fight a world war, which is going to be World War III, as I have explained in many, many videos before. All nations will suffer great casualties in this world war, right? And the world, the world, the war will be all nations mainly against America. As I was kind of briefing, I, I don't know which video. I, I, it was one of my recent videos I talked about Edom, and I showed y'all how white Americans who got inside information about what they talk about in Israel, Israel, and the Israelis are saying that America is Edom. So I've, I've backed up everything that I've said with, with, with actual facts, with what's actually going on right now. Where they're saying that, that, that Israel says America is Edom. And I'm about to tell you right now, what I was just about to say is that the war, the nation, the war will mainly be the world against America or against Edom or against Babylon or against the daughter of Babylon. That's what the world, what the world is going to the war is going to be about. It's going to be against. Just as it was before. Just as it always has been. Right? Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. So, once this war is over, the nations that are left will escort the real Israelites back to our homeland. 
Isaiah 14, 1 and 2, the Lord will have compassion on Jacob. Once again, he will choose Israel and will settle them in their own land. Foreigners will join with them and unite with the descendants of Jacob. So like I said, there will be a remnant with us. When we go back to the homeland, but this is mostly only for the bloodline Israel's only nations will take them and bring them to their own place. And Israel will take the nations and possess them and make them male and female servants, male and female employees, not whips and chains, but a servant to position, the same position that we are in right now, the same position that every nation is in to America. That's the position that every nation will be in to us. This is only fair. He who lead into captivity will be led into captivity, right? Or what goes around comes around in the Lord's land. They will make captives of their captors and rule over their oppressors. Prophecy versus salvation. So salvation is eternal life. After death, where will you go? Will you die again or will you live with Christ forever in the kingdom? This is open to all peoples of the earth. This is an invitation right here to all peoples of the earth. You can share in the riches of glory of the Lord in living forever, which is salvation. But prophecy. <laughs> prophecy. Mm -mm -mm. Thank you, Jesus. Prophecy. Is reserved only for the Israelites, for the bloodline Israel. That's why God said, for my inheritance, Israel. <laughs> Ain't we the ones that suffered? <laughs> have you had to take, have you had to go to your enemies for need and for want, for water, uh, for clothing? Uh, have you had to, y'all hear what I'm saying? Don't make me start preaching because you ain't had to have those things happen to you. That only happened to us. It's only fair. Right? Don't don't be the kid on the yard that want to keep the toys to yourself. You got your toys. Let us get ours. You got your homes. Let us get ours. You got your rulership. Let us get ours. You got your constitution. Let us get ours. Right? We're going to get it whether you let us or not. Right? It's coming. Right? But God and Joel is talking about us who have suffered. God and Zephaniah is talking about us who have lost so much. Who right now have nothing. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Having our fortunes restored before our very eyes. That's here on earth. That ain't finna happen in heaven. That's gonna happen right here on earth before your very eyes. I was talking to my wife to be last night about prophecy versus salvation. And I could see it in her eyes, like many Israelites, when I have this conversation with them. And um you know, I'm sure, you know, many, like people like I said, they always ask me about this, you know, and she said, you know, why do we have to suffer so much? And before I can answer the question, she answered the first one. She said, well, it does make sense that we are the ones or our ancestors are the ones who uh, disobeyed God's laws, commandments and statutes, broke God's laws, commandments and statutes. So all of these curses will come upon us. And I told her, yeah, that's true. That's one of the biggest reasons why we are suffering currently. Our ancestors broke the laws. We suffer because because God told us you break these laws. Boom, it's on you. This is going to be the curses you're going to get. It's definitely one of the main reasons we are suffering. But it's not the only reason. And it's not the most important. Psalms 82 and 6. I have said you are gods. Wait a minute. I have said you are gods. You are the sons of the Most High. But like mortals, you will die. And like rulers, you will fall. Not spiritually, gods, but actually gods. Not spiritually, not how you hear the T.D. Jakes's and I ain't, ain't taking no shots, 
But not how you hear the pastors, you know, spiritually talk about how they're going to paint the, the blood of the doorposts on their, on their houses. And not how they say, I'm covered in the blood. Not spiritually or theoretically how they say that I'm covered in the blood. But actually, we are covered in the blood. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. But biologically, Jesus is in us. Mm -mm -mm. Y'all saying, we are gods. But yet we will die. And yet we do die like mortal men all the time. What is going on here? Second Edger 16, 73. Then shall they be known who are my chosen and they shall be tried as gold in the fire. Tried as gold in the fire. This is a quote that I've heard for many years, but never like this in this type of context, never understanding that our poverty is just a test. It's just a trial, it's just a try. Never understanding that the persecution of our people by the police, by the, by the doctors, by the medical institution, by Planned Parenthood, by black on black crime, by everything everywhere, but the persecution of our people is just a task. Mm, Y'all don't hear me. The servitude position that we're in today is just us being tried. It's just a test. Imagine if God gave it all to us right now, we would be so hateful. We would be so spiteful. You see us twerking online. Look at our morality. Look how stubborn we are. We must be first tried in the fire to come out as pure gold or to come out as gods. They place gold in fire for numerous amounts of reasons, but one of the reasons is to burn some of the dirt off of it, right? The other reason they place gold in the fire is because you can bend it and form it into whatever you want it to be. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. See, our ancestors were disobedient to God, right? But God is creating an obedient people. <laughs> see, um, when I see people out there yelling and screaming um, and upset and angry, I want them to realize, and I know we all have a purpose, but I want them to realize when somebody come up to them and they say something and get in their face, I want y'all to know something. <laughs> you just being tested. It's all just a try. It's a, they just testing you. God is saying if you're going to have compassion, have understanding, if you're going to be merciful, <laughs> because ye are gods. You're going to have power. Right here. <laughs> with power, with great power comes great responsibility. I can get into that, but I ain't got time. See, see we are actually gods, and we will have power. We are being formed into gold, into gods, so that we will lead like gods when we have power. The power. Come on, somebody. Otherwise, why place us back in our homeland? You might as well just leave the people that are there right now, the imposters that are there right now. The world is in chaos right now. The world is literally we where we're at war everywhere, right? So why not just leave it as it is? God isn't about to uh, uh, trade one chaotic rulership for another. But once we are in power, <laughs> we will be in compassionate nations. We will allow all peoples on the earth to be free. Zephaniah 3, 11. On that day, you will not be put to shame for any of the deeds by which you have transgressed against me. See, on that day. For then I will remove from among you those who rejoice in their pride. And you will never again be haughty on my holy mountain. But I will leave within you. Look who's going to be left when we go back to our home Israel. Look who's going to actually be the people who rule when we go back to our home Israel. But I will leave within you a meek and a humble people. And they will trust in the name of the Lord. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Prophecy over salvation. I mean prophecy versus salvation. So God is saying those who will go back into rulership in our homeland will be a meek and humble people. Not a prideful, but merciful people. 
those Israelites who remain after the great war, after the prophecy, um, you know, as the prophecy says in Isaiah 14, the nations will escort us back. Those will be a meek and a humble people. And just like it says in Micah 4 and 3, the nations will not know more war, war anymore. The nations will not know war anymore. That's something that I, I, I keep harping on that because those that are living in the land right now have literally been responsible for the war. And well, the war in Palestine, they're being killed every day. The Iraq war, the Afghanistan war, the Syrian war, the war in Libya. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching tonight. I'm going to get in this, this, this video getting taken down just for telling this truth. Right. Those living there right now have been responsible for almost every single war on the planet. Go, go look it up. I'm not making this up. Go look it up. Iraq war, Syrian war. Why, why are we fighting in the Middle East? America, 25,000 miles away from the Middle East. What war we got over there? It don't even matter if they do got a bunch of terrorists. What they got to do with us? So why are we over there? You ain't over there for the, the conserving American interests. Who interests you conserving? You conserving their interests. You've been fight, you fighting for them, not for us. When you went to Iraq, you didn't go, you didn't go fight to serve the American flag, to fight for the American homeland? <laughs> We're so far away. <laughs> what? They gonna throw rocks at us? No, stop it. They've been responsible for every single war, even the bombing in Lebanon. That's facts. So come on, somebody. The destruction of Libya. Everybody in the whole world know this except you in America. That's crazy. So nations will not take up sword against anymore, nor will they train for war anymore. That's what Micah three, uh, four and three says. Once the true Israelites are back home, it says that the nations won't even train for war no more. So it's not every nation right now in the whole world training for war. Yes. So that should be an indication right there that the true Israelites are not back home in Israel right now. We are the Israelites and we're being trained in the, fire, in the fire right now, tried in the fire. So we come out as pure gold and we will be peaceful rulers, merciful rulers, holy rulers. Prophecy verse says salvation. Y'all forgive me. I'm a little bit under the weather. I'm sure as you, many of you guys can already notice that and understand that. So uh, I, I didn't even have to go on that long rant. I don't even know why I did, but I decided to so y'all could understand just how this is all going to play out in the end. But the prophecies, as I mentioned, belong to the Israelites. Salvation belongs to the world or the Israelites and the world. We're part of the world, too. But salvation, particularly, like I said, owns to the world. Prophecy is to the Israelites. Galatians 3 and 28. There is neither Jew nor, in, nor Gentile, slave nor free, nor there is male nor female. Wait a minute. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. So this verse would be a 100% contradiction to Joel 1 and 3 when God says that he's going to have the whole world's fight because of his inheritance Israel. When he restores the fortunes of Judah and Jerusalem, he said he's going to restore the whole fortunes of the whole world. This would be a 100% contradiction because they say right now God is saying there's no, there's no Jew or Gentile in Christ Jesus. So what is happening here? Right? It is that this is this verse is regards to heaven, not earth. This this verse is regards to the afterlife, not what's happening right now. Not everything you see going on right now with Biden and Kamala. And I'm, I can get into that right now. Right. Wearing the world, you know, you see, it's all the colors they was wearing during the inauguration. The colors she was wearing the scarlet B. Come on, somebody. Right. I could get into that right now, but we ain't got time. So not everything you see that's going on right now. That's prophecy. Salvation is if you was to fall dead right now and then most likely you will wake up a hundred years from now or a thousand years from now, whenever the future is, right? Until you will wake up into being judged by Christ. And we're going to get into that in a minute. So the reason that white people, black people, brown people, yellow people, everybody can enter the kingdom of heaven 
all under the name of Christ. It's because he is our sacrificial lamb. He is our sacrifice. And all you have to do is believe on his name. John 6 and 51. I am the living bread that came down out of heaven. If anyone eats this bread, he will live forever. And the bread also will give for the life of the world is my, my flesh. And the bread also which I give for the life of the world is my flesh. My flesh, right? They always say, uh, precept of mom, precept. Well, that's two precepts right there for the world, right? Right there, right? I mean, he, he went on and on about the world, right? So Christ is your savior. Christ is your sacrifice because the wages of sin is death. Anyone who sins deserve death. Not death in this life, death in the afterlife. However, with Christ, you can be redeemed. With Christ, you can gain access to eternal life. Revelations 20 and 11. Then I saw a great white throne in him who seated on it. Hold on now. If you go to the verses above that, it say that the Israelites was going to be judging, right? That's on earth. Just like America judges here on earth. Now look what it say right now when you come down. Then I saw a great white throne and him who seated on that say him, not them. They say one throne, him. The earth and the heavens fled from his presence and there was no place for them. And I saw the dead and great and small standing before the throne and the books was open and another book was open, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done. The dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the book. So you're going to be judged according to what you had done. That's why I told y'all, some of y'all stop commenting crazy on my, on my, <laughs> on my videos, some of the comments that you be, I see y'all comment on my video, not just on my video, but y'all see y'all comment online. I see y'all comment in this different groups and you flashing on people and cussing people out and saying all the stuff you saying. Wait until we open up the books and we're going to see what you said. You standing right there before the throne for your salvation, for your life to live forever. And you was up here flashing and, and going crazy, breaking God's laws and commandments, might I add, right? Because we can go through some of those laws that you're not supposed to be speaking like. That's crazy, right? With your anger, your, <laughs> come on now. So look, the sea gave up the dead that were in it, and death and Hades gave up the dead that were in it. And each person was judged according to what they had done. So wait a minute. And death and Hades, so hell gave us, so people even that was in hell came back to get judged. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. So there's a second death. Wait a minute, this is crazy. So there's a second death. Salvation is about the second death. Anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. So this ain't about, so see, so people always talking, oh, you're going to go to hell. No, you might go to hell if you die right now. If you did, you did bad. But the thing you need to be most concerned about is the second death, which is eternal darkness. And we talk about that in the book of Enoch. Uh, we, we get that in some other time. I don't want to go too far off. But that's, they talk about that death in the book of Enoch. Enoch. Hades itself is even thrown into the lake. So it was over. Ain't no more nothing. That's over with. Right? So there's only one person sitting on that throne in these verses that they speak about. Not the Israelites. Not us. The same earth. Not the Americans. Not the Israelis. Not nobody. Only Christ. Salvation is for everybody, for the whole world. That's why I wrote y'all over for John that anyone who believes on his name can have salvation because the wages of sin is death. So in regards to salvation, eternal life, only one will judge. It says, I saw him, one person sitting on the throne. That's how it is. There is no Jew or Gentile in Christ Jesus because we both, we all can be judged. All can be judged and we all will be judged. I'm sorry. We all will be judged by Christ Jesus. So there's only one person sitting on this throne in the verses above. It speaks about how, like I said, how the Israelites will be judging, but that's on earth. But here on this throne, it says only one person is sitting on the throne. That's Christ judging the world for salvation for the second death. That's Christ. 
Just like here on earth, just like how the Americans judge, how the Israelis judge, are judging right now, how the Britons judge, how the French judge, how the uh, Chinese judge, how the Russians are judging today. That's how we're going to judge and how we're going to rule when we're in charge. Don't get it twisted. This prophecy will come to pass. But what this is talking about, that's prophecy. Salvation is God, Christ himself. He's the only one judging. This is the second death. That's the thing you need to be most concerned about, right? Is the second death living eternally forever. Now, if you're an Israelite, obviously you want to be concerned about both, right? If you're, that's your bloodline because, hey, you want your fortunes restored. Isn't it only fair? Right? Y'all living in riches and glory. Why we can't have our own? We should have our own Wakanda. We should have, why, you know, I asked the question when I first came into this truth. And white people should feel this way too. This is why, I, 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 like I said, the world is evil. Why is there no black America? You should feel, you should personally feel guilty and feel like it's your responsibility to ensure there is a black America. Why there's nowhere we can go be safe? Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Why, why, why when we get charged, we, they can't say, you know what? He need to be extradited back to his country and let them charge him. Let them try him so we can see if it was fair. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. See, if you, you do, see, a, Chinese, a Chinese person do something here, no, no, he go back to China to be charged. You know, to be tried in front of his people. And they decide whether it was, that's okay. I ain't got time to deal with y'all today because y'all don't know the curses. I can read the curses to prove that that's one of the curses that we would have had right there. No might. Anyways, salvation. That's how there's no Jew or Gentile because once you stand before Christ, once we all going to be judged, there's no Jew and no Gentile in Christ Jesus. Every single person, nobody can come to the Father unless we first come to the Son. Every single person got to go through the Son. I got to go through the Son. The Israelites got to go. We all got to go through the Son. The white people, black people, brown people, yellow people, everybody got to go through the Son if you want to have eternal life and don't want to have that second death following His laws, commandments, and statutes. That's the only way you can get to heaven, right? That's why Jesus said, you know, in some of the verses I'm going to say, when I stand there, I'm going to say, I never knew you, right? Because I didn't know you, right? You, <laughs> you, you, what you talking about? He will be the only one judging the whole world. And so, just so you know, it is our job as the Israelites to bring the message to the whole world of Christ. Just so you know that. It's our job to bring the message. That's why he said, y'all go out to all nations now and, and preach this. Why do you think you went into slavery? <laughs> y'all don't hear me. Why do you think you went into slavery and all? Let's see, what in the world is happening? Who am I preaching to tonight? Why do you think you went into captivity in all these nations? Right? Come on, somebody. Right? God is bringing it all back one uh, center forward. He's going to bring it all back around. He's going to bring it all back around. So salvation, as John 3, 16 said, is for the whole world. Jesus died for the sins of the whole world. But prophecy, as I mentioned, by most of the prophets only pertain to the bloodline Israelite. The actual Israelites, those who are currently under and were under the curses of Deuteronomy 28 and are awaiting our soon Savior, Christ, God, to come redeem us from these curses. And you best believe it's about to happen sooner than later. What has happened to us in our past is now our history, but at one point it was prophecy. And what will happen to us in the future is the prophecy that is still to come. So world, a world war is coming. You can mark my words. It's coming. And I can tell you exactly how it's going to happen. I, I mean, I, I, I'll probably be there for another video, but all the other nations are, which are already in lockstep against America and has told America many, many times that God is going to send plagues to us if y'all don't let go of the uh, Israelites. They don't want to let us go because they because they friends with the people over there in the Middle East who claim they're the Israelites. So they don't want to let us go. That's why all the nations are going to come fight America. Now they're not going to tell us it's over that. They're going to tell us it's over all kind of other stuff. And then America's going to, some of her allies are going to help her, some of them not. Just like I said, just like I read to y'all in Obadiah, how your allies are going to turn around and how they're going to secretly come against you. You don't see, watch and see. 
So a war is coming, as I mentioned, a race war, a civil war, and then a world war. Just by me speaking about this speech and this truth can tell you that there's going to be a race war. Because many of y'all didn't know Jesus was black. So that's going to make you feel some type of way once the hardships come on to you. Now you're going to hate us because you're going to say, oh, this is why it's happened. There's going to be a civil war, Republicans against Democrats. As I said before, I mentioned this years ago, before there was ever even some kind of insurrection or well, well, the planned insurrection at the White House. I mentioned this. So and then the world war is coming. So on my exclusive channel, I spoke about last week about the thousand year reign with Christ, which is really good, which is really long. This saying aligns of a lot of stuff that I was saying today. Um, if you want to help me um, continue to spread this message, well, please help me. Continue to spread this message by subscribing to my exclusive channel at leodunsonministries.com. It is only $10 a month to your brother in Christ. It's only $10 a month to your brothers in Christ to help me continue to spread God's uh, message of salvation and to decode some of these prophecies for these last days that we're living in. So maybe we can get some understanding and get ourselves right, morally right, scripturally right, um, following in lockstep of God's laws and commandments. So help me. Save as many as we can because we have only but a short time. I would truly appreciate it. If you can receive this message, please receive it in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. Talk to y'all soon. Now let me say something right quick. I think back on the African-American people in America. I think how they were taken against their wills, put in the belly of ships, brought over here, beat, cussed. Many of them died in the guts of those ships, thrown overboard. They were pulled from families over there. You ain't never heard a gut-wrenching song do you hear a black person sing one of those old black Negro spirituals. Nobody knows. I can't sing it like that, see, because I hadn't experienced what they be. When you've experienced hell, it comes out of the voice. I said, when you experience hell, it comes out of the voice. If you're one of those people that you got problem with black people or whatever, you better shut your mouth because they're God's people. You better hear what I'm saying to you. You better, shut your you better shut your white mouth. You better shut your white mouth. I'm not kidding you. I know some of you is raised in the deep south and you is raised by prejudiced people and bigoted people, you better get that out of your system. You better get it out of your system. It'll cause you to suffer right along with those masters. It'll cause you to suffer right along with them. These are God's people. And I know that there's wicked and white races and wicked and black races and all that. I'm not justifying none of that stuff. I'm just saying God knows what happened to the black race. He knows how they wound up over here. And God is going to re reimburse the black people for all their trouble and all their labor. You watch what I tell you. Watch what I tell you. Listen. Hey guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, please go subscribe to my new exclusive content page at leodunsonministries.com. You can also go to leodunson.com and hit the subscribe button. But that's leodunsonministries.com. Thank you so much and may the glory of God, his blessings and his purpose be upon you. Shalom.